Chapter 5, The Supremacy of God. In one of his letters to Erasmus, Luther, Luther said, quote, Your thoughts of God are too human, end quote. Probably that renowned scholar resented such a rebuke, the more so since it proceeded from a minor's son. Nevertheless, it was thoroughly deserved. We too, though having no standing among the religious leaders of this degenerate age, prefer the same charge against the majority of the preachers of our day and against those who, instead of searching the scriptures for themselves, lazily accept the teaching of others. The most dishonoring and degrading conceptions of the rule and reign of the Almighty are now held almost everywhere. To countless thousands, even among those professing to be Christians, the God of the scriptures is quite unknown. Of old, God complained to an apostate Israel, Thou thoughtest that I was altogether as thyself, Psalm 50, verse 21. Such must now be his indictment against the, an apostate Christendom. Men imagine that the Most High is moved by sentiment rather than actuated by principle. They suppose that his omnipotency is such an idle fiction that Satan is thwarting his designs or even on every side. They think that if he had formed any plan or purpose at all, then it must be like theirs, constantly subject to change. They open the declare that whatever power he possesses must be restricted lest he invade the citadel of man's free will and reduce him to a machine. They lower the all-efficacious atonement which has actually redeemed everyone for whom it was made to a mere remedy which sin-sick souls may use if they feel disposed to, and they innervate the invincible work of the Holy Spirit to an offer of the gospel which sinners may accept or reject as they please. The God, that is, with a little g, of this 20th century no more resembles the supreme sovereign of holy writ than does the dim flickering of a candle the glory of the midday sun. The God with a little g, who is now talked about in the average pulpit, spoken of in ordinary Sunday school, mentioned in much of the religious literature of the day, and preached in most of the so-called Bible conferences, is a figment of human imagination, an invention of maudlin sentimentality. The heathen, outside of the pale of Christendom, form God's little g, out of wood and stone, while the millions of heathen inside Christendom manufact a god with a little g out of their own carnal mind. In reality, they are but atheists, for there is no other possible alternative between an absolute supreme god and no god at all. A god with a little g, whose will is resisted, whose designs are frustrated, whose purpose is checkmated, possesses no title to deity and so far from being a fit object of worship merits not but contempt. The supremacy of the true and living God might well be argued from the infinite distance which separates the mightiest creatures from the almighty creator. He is the potter, they are but the clay in his hands to be molded into vessels of honor or to be dashed into pieces, Psalm 2.9, as he pleases. Were all the denizens of heaven and all the inhabitants of the earth to combine in revolt against him, it would occasion him no uneasiness and would have less effect upon his eternal and unassailable throne than has the spray of Mediterranean's waves upon the towering rocks of Gibraltar. 
so puerile and powerless is the creature to affect the Most High. Scripture itself tells us that when the Gentile heads unite with apostate Israel to defy Jehovah and his Christ, he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh, Psalm 2, verse 4. The absolute and universal supremacy of God is plainly and positively affirmed in many scriptures. Thine, O Lord, is the greatest and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty, for all in the heaven and all in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all, and thou reignest over all. 1 Chronicles 29 11 and 12. Note, reignest now, not will do so in the millennium. O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven, and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none, not even the devil himself, is able to withstand thee? Second Chronicles 20, verse 6. Before him, presidents and popes, kings and emperors, are less than grasshoppers. But he is in one mind, and who can turn him? And what his soul desireth, even that he doeth. Job 23.13 Ah, my reader, the God of Scripture is no make-believe monarch, no mere imaginary sovereign, but King of kings and Lord of lords. I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought of thine can be hindered. Job 42.2 Or, as another translator renders it, no purpose of thine can be frustrated. All that he has designed, he does. All that he has decreed, he performs. But our God is in the heavens. He has done whatsoever he hath pleased. Psalm 115.3 And why has he? Because there is no wisdom, no understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. Proverbs 21, verse 30. God's supremacy over the works of his hands is vividly depicted in Scripture. Inanimate matter, irrational creatures, all perform their Maker's bidding. At his pleasure, the Red Sea divided, and its waters stood up as walls. Exodus 14. And the earth opened her mouth, and guilty rebels went down alive into the pit. Number 16. When he so ordered, the sun stood still, Joshua 10, and on another occasion went backwards 10 degrees on the dial of Ahaz, Isaiah 38.8. To exemplify his supremacy, he made ravens carry food to Elijah, 1 Kings 17, iron to swim on top of the water, 2 Kings 6.5, lions to be tame when Daniel was cast into their den, fire to burn not when the three Hebrews were flung into its flames. Thus, whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven and in earth, in the seas and all the deep places. Psalm 135, verse 6. God's supremacy is also demonstrated in his perfect rule over the wills of men. Let the reader ponder carefully Exodus 34, verse 24. Three times in the year, all the males of Israel were required to leave their homes and go, to up, go up to Jerusalem. They lived in the midst of hostile people who hated them for having appropriated their lands. What then was to hinder the Canaanites from seizing their opportunity and during the absence of the men slaying the children and women and taking possession of their farms? If the hand of the Almighty was not upon the wills even of wicked men, 
how could he make this promise beforehand that none should so much as desire their lands? Ah, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord as the rivers of water. He turneth it whithersoever he will. Proverbs 21.1 But it may be objected, do we not read again and again in Scripture how that men defied God, resisted his will, broke his commandments, disregarded his warnings, and turned a deaf ear? to all his exhortations? Certainly we do. And does this nullify all that we have said above? If it does, then the Bible plainly contradicts itself. But that cannot be. What the objector refers to is simply the wickedness of man against the external word of God, whereas what we have mentioned above is what God has purposed in himself. The rule of conduct he has given us to walk by is perfectly fulfilled by none of us. His own eternal counsels are accomplished to their minutest details. The absolute and universal supremacy of God is affirmed with equal plainness and positiveness in the New Testament. There we are told that God worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, Ephesians 1.5. The Greek for worketh means to work effectually. For this reason we read, For of him and through him and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. Romans 11.36 Men may boast that they are free agents with a will of their own and are at liberty to do as they please, but Scripture says to those who boast, We will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell. You ought to say, If the Lord will. James 4:13 and 15. Here then is a sure resting place for the heart. Our lives are neither the product of blind fate nor the result of capricious chance, but every detail of them was ordained from all eternity and now ordered by the living and reigning God. Not a hair of our heads can be touched without his permission. A man's heart devises his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. Proverbs 16:9. What assurance, what strength, what comfort this should give the real Christian. My times are in thy hand, Psalm 31:15. Then let me rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him, Psalm 37:7. Stillwater's Revival Books is now located at puritandownloads.com. It's your worldwide online reformation home for the very best in free and discounted classic and contemporary puritan and reformed books mp3s and videos for much more information on the puritans and reformers including the best free and discounted classic and contemporary books mp3s digital downloads and videos please visit stillwater's revival books at puritandownloads.com stillwater's revival books also publishes the puritan hard drive the most powerful and practical christian study tool ever produced all thanks and glory be to the mercy, grace, and love of the Lord Jesus Christ for this remarkable and wonderful new Christian study tool. The Puritan hard drive contains over 12,500 of the best Reformation books, MP3s, and videos ever gathered onto one portable Christian study tool. An extraordinary collection of Puritan, Protestant, Calvinistic, Presbyterian, Covenanter, and Reformed Baptist resources. It's fully upgradable, and it's small enough to fit in your pocket. The Puritan hard drive combines an embedded database containing many millions of records with the most amazing and extraordinary custom Christian search and research software ever created. 
The Puritan hard drive has been produced to assist you in the fascinating and exhilarating spiritual, intellectual, familial, ecclesiastical, and societal adventure that is living the Christian life. It has been specifically designed so that you might more faithfully know, serve, and love the Lord Jesus Christ, as well as to help you to do all you can to bring glory to His great name. If you want to love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, then the Puritan hard drive is for you. Visit PuritanDownloads.com today for much more information on the Puritan hard drive and to take advantage of all the free and discounted Reformation and Puritan books, MP3s, and videos that we offer at Stillwater's Revival Books.